You're listening to The Wet Spot, hosted by Passion Poet, a safe space for our tears, sweat, and sexuality. Passionate Words Editing Services is a one-stop shop for all your editorial and authorial needs. We take your book from conception to completion, holding your hand all along the way. We provide manuscript preparation, several levels of editing, book formatting and typesetting, including cover design. And we even assist you in uploading your finished book to Amazon. At Passionate Words, we believe that words are a writer's currency. Let us help you spend yours wisely. Contact us today on Instagram at passionate.words.editing or by email at passionatewordsediting at gmail.com and let us start you on your journey today. Do you want to become a sponsor of the wet spot or to donate to help this wet spot go further? Well, here's how you can do it. If you want to become a sponsor of an episode or several episodes, you can hit me up at the wet spot podcast, one word, the wet spot podcast at gmail.com, and we can discuss how you can become a sponsor. If you want to donate a love offering or some just a gift to the erotic empire and the wet spot itself, hit me up in my PayPal. Just send a, just send something to paypal.me that's paypal.me slash erotic empire one word paypal.me slash erotic empire and just give a love donation I would really appreciate it and that will help the wet spot and the erotic empire go so much further so thank you so much and let's get wet are you ready to get wet welcome to the wet spot poetry segment let my voice touch you in ways that will make you curl and go Yes, let's get wet. Untitled Duet 1. You have me mesmerized, hypnotized. My heart pit, pit, pitter, 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 patters in excitement as your legs part. And I see your smile Let me taste you, feel you Make heaven drip from you As moans become my incantations My spell of wonder Magic from moving tongue Until you melt into the first Of many orgasms Two, sliver of pink peeking 
My phallus is a heat-seeking missile locked on target. Three, two, one, fire! Stiffened soaring missile unerring. Your pussy's decimation imminent. Explosive aftershocks rocking your fuselage. As missile hits the bullseye. Boom! And thrusting hips impact as dynamite lust ignites. spot interview section where we expertly marry erotica and education we connect with awesome people who have awesome stories let's get wet and get deep welcome to the wet spot this is passion poet for another week and we're with uh karen joiner uh, Washington, also known as Winter Storm, she's a great friend of mine, and uh, we've been uh, we've been uh, following each other on Instagram and on on Facebook and on other things for a little while now. And I said it's time to get back on the horse. It's time to to start back the wet spot. And I would really really like uh, Karen to come on board and to tell us about it. So she's consented, and here she is. Hi, Karen. How are you doing? Hi, I am doing fine. It is so good to finally be on the wet spot with you. Yes, yes, yes. It's been it's it's been a while. I I I, I remember telling uh we are in the uh, in a Facebook group called Authors of Erotica, and I remember um just giving a, a sort of a general um. Uh, invitation for people to come on board but i know people might have missed it but i'm glad you're here i'm glad you're here (laughs) thank you i'm glad to be here like i really enjoy everything that you do i think you're an awesome writer and just to be a part of something that you're doing i am it's dope i like it thank you well i'm very very honored to hear that because i feel the same way about your writing honest to god it is um, it is amazing all right let's start off by telling people about you who is winter storm um <laughs> well um my name is karen jordan washington as you said but i go by winter storm i have been writing poetry forever <laughs> it was <laughs> Just one of the things that has always given me pleasure. I fell in love with the written word and just went from there. Been performing for a very long time, but I got into erotic poetry uh, maybe four years ago mm-hmm. and have been, you know, it's opened up even more doors for me. I am a mother, I'm a teacher, I am a new wife. <laughs> yes. yes. Big up to hubby, what's up, man? Yes, big up to hubby, Buzzy Calhoun. <laughs> Love yeah. him greatly. Um, <laughs> and other than that, you know, just, just, I'm just me. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. I'm here for it all. <laughs> well, so tell us, okay, what got you into? Uh, all right, let's start at the very beginning. What I use, you've been writing forever. What got you into writing? What started you? 
on the path of writing. So I, for me, when I started, like I am the non-athletic, that's the word I was looking for. I'm the non-athletic one in my family. So I went to, I fell in love with reading and like I would read different books and from reading everything, I started writing. So I was probably like, oh, maybe nine or 10 when I wrote my first piece of poetry. And then I just was addicted after that. I could not stop. Ooh, okay. So I was writing my first book. I I actually have two books now. I was writing my first book, An Affair of the Mind, The Thoughts and Feelings of a One-Sided Love Affair. And I didn't write an erotic, like extremely erotic piece, but I wrote one of these sensual pieces and I was like, ooh, that was pretty good. Um, but I was like, nah, people don't really write. I don't think anybody wants to read that. So I wrote it, but I kind of like put it away. Mm-hmm. And um, gosh, like four years ago, I was looking for poetry in Columbia, South Carolina, which is where I'm, I, I currently live. Mm-hmm. And this guy was hosting a show, an erotic show. It was called Poetry on the Pole by the intimate art team. Ra Russell was the... Um, MC of the show and I was like oh I want to try that you know I've written an erotic couple of erotic pieces before I think I'm okay I want to give it a shot so I wrote an erotic piece for that particular show I went and I performed it and I, it went over pretty well like people were like oh that's, that's that's pretty nice so I got a good feedback from it and after that I was like okay I want to be better I want to keep, I want people to be like clapping on their feet, just excited about my pieces. So I really started really just writing, writing, writing erotic pieces to kind of, to get myself ready for, I guess, where I ended up being able to be pretty decent erotic poet. <laughs> you aren't just okay. I I see that. I, I You put in the work, you put in the work and they can tell you can tell from listening to the poems and uh, from from you know how animated you are when you when you perform you definitely have put in the work to be um to be comfortable on stage um comfortable with your subject matter you know mm-hmm. so i'm you know for me i'm really impressed thank you thank i you know it's it's crazy but I started doing like performances in church. Like I tell people that all the time, church is where I got started. And like my parents were always about when you speak, you speak with authority, you hold your head up, you connect, you look people in the eye. And from all of that training, I never knew all of that training and all of that practice and all of that, you know, speaking and getting ready and and all the things they would make us do memorizing speeches I never knew that they were preparing me for this (laughs) 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 to be be able to stand on stage and do erotic poetry (laughs) yeah we can we can talk about we can talk about how they feel about your about what you do now because I as a people who uh, follow me long enough. I've heard me say it over and over again. My parents think I still write porn. My parents think I write porn. <laughs> My uh, parents think it's hilarious. I I kid you not. They find it. I have like done some shows and I show it to them and they laugh throughout the whole thing. They think it is the funniest thing. They are my 
best supporters. They are, I mean, just right in my corner. They think it is awesome that I am doing something that I like and well, doing a good job at it. <laughs> well, maybe maybe we could switch parents for a while because <laughs> I, I mean, it's nice. It'd be nice to feel that way. It'd be nice to feel supported from the family members, right? Because yeah. my my initial my immediate family is very conservative so um you know my my yeah. my mother my mother has said to me that i need to write a point i need to write a book that she can read before she oh. died <laughs> oh no <laughs> <laughs> wow. she's like before i leave here before i go before i pass away you need to write a book that i can read because i can't read nothing you write you know oh, no i but, look my parents are just <laughs> I don't know. It's a, everybody that meets my parents, all jokes aside, are like, your parents are amazing. But even today, my mother was like, I knew you were different. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just not surprised by anything that you do. <laughs> so it's okay. She's like, I love you anyway. <laughs> yes. Yes. You've got no choice but to love me. But yes. Well, yes. I, I understand. I understand. What gets you? Um, what what inspires your poetry? What gets you going? Um, I really like to write about things that I've experienced. I'll be honest. Like sometimes, you know, there can be a feeling or a moment or something I went through, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I gotta write this mm-hmm. out. Um, sometimes, you know, people will give you a theme, and it's like, oh, what would I say if somebody said freaks and Greeks? Like, what could I write that, that would, you know, really go with this? I've, I've done that. Music, like, sometimes if I have a, a the right atmosphere, the right song, if I hear something, I'm like, ooh, I want to I wanna write to this. So I'm that kind of person, like, anything. Sometimes I will hear a voice, and I'm like, oh. Like, the first time I heard your voice, I was like, ooh, oh, my gosh. <laughs> He sounds great. <laughs> I love the way he talks. I wonder what he would say to me. <laughs> so. Yeah, so that's no, you're no, you're inspiring me because I'm okay. <laughs> I know what my next poem is going to be about. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You, <laughs> <laughs> you want me to know what I can say to you? All right, no problem. What, what's, <laughs> what, what do y'all always say? Say less. Say, say less. less. <laughs> Don't worry. I got it. I got you covered. I got you covered. <laughs> I got you covered. Yes, because I I know exactly what you mean. Yes, I know I know exactly what you mean. I mean I definitely enjoy I I I definitely enjoy different things. For me personally, it for me I agree. It has to come from inside. I I find it really 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 difficult, honestly, to uh, somebody give me a theme and then I write on it. Um, I, I have done it. You do it for workshops and stuff, mm-hmm. but it, it, I find it way harder to do than, you know, being in the moment, like, you know, being in right. the moment because when you're right there in that moment, you, for me, I, you know, me, I, I flirt, I flirt a lot. And when right. I'm flirting, when I flirt and I go back and I read it, it's like, wait, shit, there's a poem or, <laughs> or there's a, or there's a, or there's a, or there's a beginning of a poem. So I take right. those, then I um I, I I marinate on them and and then bring the poem out. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. yes, I, 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 yeah, mm-hmm. it's amazing. Like I literally did that. Me and a friend, like we were just sitting down, just writing poetry to each other. Like he would write a piece, 
And then I would respond to it. And eventually I was like, oh, this would make an amazing book. <laughs> we really sit down and do it. Or just a recording because it was so dope the way mm-hmm. we fed off of each other in that moment. So like, yeah, yeah I love that well, kind of stuff. Well, we definitely need to do a collab. So we're going to work we're going to work on a collab for the people. We're going to work on the collab for the people. Um, yeah. What um, what were your books? What are your books about? Um, yeah, we're getting okay. into the, we're getting into the last, we're getting into that. Um, we're getting into our last, your last project, but we didn't get there yet. So right. what are <laughs> <laughs> So like my first book is called An Affair of the Mind, The Thoughts and Feelings of a One-Sided Love Affair. So, um, I was young, like really in my early 20s. And like, I was sitting down and I was thinking, okay, how does one person really feel about the different things they go through when they say they're in love? Like that mm-hmm. beginning stage where you're questioning, am I good enough? Am I, um, is this what I want? How does he see me? How do I read him? And then you get into the love and it's like, it's not what I thought it was going to be, but I like it. But what happens when things come up? How am I dealing with it? And then to break up and sit down and go, you know what? I was on this crazy cloud nine. And in reality, (laughs) this was the worst relationship I could have ever been in or it was great but I didn't see the signs or I was damaged and it's just little thoughts and little poetry and little feelings now again I was in my 20s when I did that so (laughs) but that's what it is yeah I like that because I I it it speaks to um an an internal uh, dialogue it speaks to Mm -hmm. um you know the facts of the matter is yeah. When you read, when you read something, it's what 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 do they say? Very very early, um, stories have what a beginning, a middle, and an end. And yeah. this and it sounds like this this <clears throat> anthology. It sounds like this anthology just has has that. It's a it literally is a journey through the life yeah. um through the love style of of a young young person or or, or and, and and who who knows it doesn't have to be somebody young everybody goes through um the beginnings and the middle and the death the beginning the birth the maturation and then the death of love multiple times okay. so this sounds like a great um a great journey through those through that to that um to that to that thing is really something that everybody should be able to relate to I hope so. If they ever read it, it definitely. Then I wrote my second book, which was called Girlfriend Moments. And that one was literally just conversations that you have with your girlfriends, like on different things. Like, how do we feel about um, sex before marriage? You know, how, what would we say if all of my girlfriends were sitting down together and I were to say, okay, here's my question for you guys today. What would we really say? So it was just, it, that book was fun because it really did make me think about the different conversations I've had with my girlfriends and the different things that we've said and just putting it all together and answering those questions that people have about different issues. So that was a fun book as well. Okay. So did you actually collaborate with your girlfriends or is this just you remembering conversations that you had? It, 
it's just me remembering some of the <laughs> conversations we had and all, mm-hmm. some of the things I wish I would have said <laughs> during some of those conversations. But yeah, yeah, I didn't ask their opinions, but I just thought about some of the things they said when we were talking and some of the things I wish I would have said. So yes. it was that was fun. Yeah, yeah, hindsight is always twenty twenty. You always think about things yeah. you should have said after the fact, right? Yeah. Now you are a teacher by profession. Um, right. I have had a lot of people tell me that they follow me in secret. Um, oh. They they said to me, "I I can't I can't follow you." I can't follow you in public. I can't follow or like your stuff on Facebook or on Instagram because my kids follow me and um and and they they you know they can't they can't yeah. see this. Um, <laughs> I, I I mean I guess I get it to a certain extent depending on age range, but at the right. same time, but at the same time, I personally I'm passion boy. I have two teenage sons. Mm-hmm. I do true. I don't I don't really. I don't really, uh, well, I can't say that. I was going to say I don't flirt around them, but that's not true. I flirt all the time. Anyway, um, but. As yeah, they should be it, though. <laughs> but I mean, they are at the point, I mean, honestly, if their mother actually ever heard any of the conversations I have with my two sons in the car uh, right. when we were driving along, she would have a heart attack, really and truly. <laughs> But they need that as as future men. They need that conversation with you that mom is not privy to. She doesn't <laughs> need to know it. You're right. <laughs> yeah, I agree, right? But this is yeah. the question because I'm like, as, but my thing is, how do you balance um, being an erotic writer and a and a teacher? Like, what's the age range? What's the age range of your of your of your students? First thing. Um, I, when I first started doing this, I was teaching high school, so high school math. Um, and I would have coworkers, like I would, they would ask and I would let them hear some of my stuff and they're like, are you not afraid that you're going to get in trouble because you do this and you teach? And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not. If somebody finds out and they're like, their parent comes and goes, oh my God, I can't believe you're allowing her to teach our students and this is what she does on the side. I would be, I guess for me, I would be like, why would you really have a problem? Because these are high school kids. Um, first of all, um, now I teach adults. I teach adults that range from anywhere 17 to 70. So they could care less about what I do outside of teaching them. So it's, it's a much easier you know, part of my yeah. job now, so they don't care. Yeah, yeah. You understand? I, I would yeah. understand. Yeah, yes, like just come to the show. That's it. Yeah. But no, but I, I do get it. I do, but like I, I had, I had to ask because, you know, from my yeah. own personal experience, and then um, people are like, you know, the children. You know, you can't have children learning this stuff or hearing this stuff, and I'm thinking, um. One, they probably heard worse. Um, they probably heard worse. And secondly, and um, they probably heard worse when I started writing. Nowadays, oh, yeah. with my kids, with my kids being in the age of the internet, they you understand mm-hmm. if they don't hear from me now, if they don't hear from me now, they're gonna pick up from TikTok. Somebody. Like, my, oh yeah, my, my oldest son. I mean, he, you know, my older son is all about TikTok. Daddy, this is like, I, like I, I, I would love to tell him go pick up a book, 
But th- at this point, it's like, just go go Google it. Like, like, go, <laughs> like, go to Google before you go to TikTok. Like, TikTok, at least, TikTok is all people's opinions. At right. least Google has the, you know, at least Google yeah. has the understanding of it being some, you know, it can, it, it, it is a mix of, of opinions, yeah. Yeah. you know. And real Same. information. <laughs> real information. You have to, then you have to decipher. But at least look, when you go to TikTok, TikTok is all people's opinions. All opinions, yes. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I, I've I've always been very upfront with my kids. I have three kids. My oldest is um twenty-four. Then I have a thirteen year old and a ten year old. But and even with my nieces and nephews, they would always come to me to ask mm-hmm. me stuff sexually. You know, I would be that aunt to talk to <laughs> you know, because they like, eh, I don't know how my parents going to respond. Well, auntie, tell me, you know, and I'm like, come on, we can talk. And I'm very open with my children because mm-hmm. I don't want them to get the wrong information. I am very big on, you know, let, let's know some facts. <laughs> don't go around mm-hmm. in a fairy tale world about love and sex and all this other stuff let's talk for real i want you to be able to analyze situations i want you to have your own personal opinion about stuff so we i'm I'm very open with them we talk about a lot of stuff now i don't let them see my performances my oldest son of course he's old enough (laughs) but my two younger ones not yet (laughs) yeah 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 them a little bit too young for that well but i have i have i have carried my son's I have carried my sons to a couple performances of mine, but then of the, the, and and they were probably a bit, they were younger at that point. Um, right. But at the same time, those 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 um, those performances were in public, and therefore, I even then I had to be very careful what what pieces I did. So right. like, so they probably have they've heard me, but again, though, I mean, I'm passionate for it. It's very difficult for me to hide who I am, and you know they. They, I have some of my poems. I definitely have not heard. Let them hear me, but at the same time, they have heard me perform. And um, over the years, they have heard me perform and and practicing um mm-hmm. some of the pieces that um that that other parents will probably balk at. Other parents will be like, "You let them listen to." I'm like, I'm not really letting them listen. But I got practice, so what are you supposed to do? You exactly. Know? Yeah. You know. But you know, but honestly, I I like the fact that they are open with me, and like like you said, being open is very important. Um, I I make a point of letting them come to me with um with whatever the questions they have. Um, mm-hmm. I remember even trying to do the birds and the bees talk with them, and they looked at me like, like why? We already know all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Right. It's amazing what they already know. And you're just trying to clarify. <laughs> it's like, why, why are you coming at me with this? We, we knew this from primary school. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. The idea of them doing this before primary school was terrifying. Like, what? You know what? You did what? You... Yeah, but... <laughs> but yeah, I mean, honestly, this is it. The world that we're in is oh, a no. world where you have to, I mean, information is at your fingertips. You had mm-hmm. my, my, my 10 year, my now 10 year old niece knew how to use her, uh, her, her laptop and, um, her, her, uh, iPad and whatever the case is from like age three, you mm-hmm. know? So at this point you really and truly can't 
hide anything from children, and you nope. shouldn't, right? You should. Because no. things. What I found is that back in the day when I when we were younger, you know, you 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 we were not allowed to talk back or ask questions mm-hmm. of of our parents. Um, but now. Um, I find these children now like they, you have to give them reasons. You can't just tell them no. You gotta be like no why you know because they can always ask you why. They can always say I don't like my sons. I my sons literally come up to me and they're like I I don't like what mommy said. I I don't agree. And I'm like right. You how you don't agree with your mother? Like <laughs> I have you know I mean I mean I have to tell them. I have to be like well in in back of my mind I'm like I don't agree either. You know, I think that was <laughs> I can't do that, right? I know. The funny thing is, like, my parents were those kind of parents because I said so. But as we got older, they would sit us down. We would have deep discussions at home about different topics. Mm-hmm. So even now when I punish my kids and I'm I'm telling them why they can't have something, like you say, I'll be like, this is why you can't have it. This is what you did. And I will end, before I end, I'll be like, so is there something that you would like to say? Is there a negotiation that you have in mind instead of the punishment I have in place? And I know people are like, what? Do you really do that? That doesn't mean I'm going to agree with what they want. But I want to hear what you want to add. What is it that you really wanted to say? Because when we leave this topic, I'm done with this topic. I'm done with the punishment. We've addressed it all. So I'm giving you a chance to really give me your side of the story and, and what you really think should happen. And I think that also makes them a little more responsible because yes. they start to realize there are consequences either positive or negative to my actions. Yes, exactly. I I, I have said the same things. Um and, and we're gonna get back to the main topic, people. I mean, yeah. But but I've I've you know I, I would say the same thing like one one thing up uh my my sons they um the PS4 is by my house. Like my my ex wife and I don't live anymore. Live together anymore. We're not married to uh, to each other anymore. And um, so, the, but the, the boys, so the boys come with me to see me every every weekend, uh, twice or three times in the week. You know, uh, every every other day basically. And so when they're sleeping up with me, the the PS4 is with me, and I am aware that they don't get a chance. Obviously, it's with me, so they're not going to be able to play with it. Um, to use it um, during the week, so mm-hmm. I I I usually let them, you know, I usually let them um, go. Like I would go sleep and let them play, let them let them play with it, especially the younger one, um, mm-hmm. the fourteen year old. And then I would, you know, I would be. I mean, truthfully, when I wake up at two in the morning and he's still playing, I'd be pissed as hell. I'd be like, get off and trying to yeah. go to bed, you know. But at the end of the day, I I. You know, up to this morning, my mother was telling me, you know, you shouldn't let them be on it that long. But I am aware of the fact that it's literally he does it the way he does it because he's like maximizing as much time as possible. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I, I told him, like, honestly, you need to understand school is starting back. And even although tomorrow is Sunday, you know, for example, you right. have to, you should not be messing up your sleep schedule because when you got to get to go to school, especially now it's online school. <laughs> You know what? How you know how you know you 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 gonna be messing up your, your sleep schedule? But right. you know, I mean, but I say that to say that I my thing with that is consequences. 
I, you know, I am not the, I am not like their mom. Their mom is very argumentative or very, you know, do this, do that, do this or else. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it looks like I'm permissive, but I'm not. I'm going right. to let you, I'm going to let you lay your bed down. You're going to make your bed. Then you're going to lay the fuck in it. You know, exactly. if, if you decide that you're going to sleep at three in the morning, when I wake you up, because you got to go home by your mother, at, you know, at four or five, you know, and it's, mm-hmm. let's say it's six o'clock and it's time for you to go home, you know, don't be cussing at me because that's your fault. Exactly. You're going to get up and you're going to go and you're going to like it because <laughs> you exactly consequences and this is the consequence for your action but yeah i'm i I am not i'm like you i am not the oh you're going i'm not that parent i'm I'm very passive as a parent um however you know my kids know when you go too far Mm -hmm. you're gonna know like when i say it has to be done by five it will be done or there will be consequences so i i agree with you you know we gotta allow them to grow up and allow them to see that a, no one person is going to be in control of you your whole life. You're not going to always have your mom or your dad telling you everything to do. At some point, you're going to be an adult. You yeah. got to learn how to move in this world. Exactly. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. you have to decide for yourself what you're, if you have to sit down and say, okay, these are the choices I've made. And then mm-hmm. with when the consequences happen, you can't complain because you've made exactly. those choices. Exactly. Made so we're talking <laughs> about family. So how does it feel to be a new wife? Come tell me about uh, this. <laughs> so, okay. I, so I am, I am 43 years old. I am not ashamed to tell how old I am. Um, and have been single <laughs> all this time. I met my husband. I, I actually met him three years ago. He was in the process of, he was separated from his first wife. And, um, I was about to end a relationship I was in when we first met. And, um, I ended mine. He was still going through that process of, do I, do I, am I going to continue to be married? Am I going to be divorced you know he was still kind of on the fence and they were still trying to figure it out and I was not trying to push him one way as a matter of fact I was telling him look you've been with your wife for they've been together for like 20 years I was like look if it's a possibility that you guys can work it out you know go ahead we're good I'm I'm not that person that's going to stand here and be like oh well I think you're great you need to be with me I was like no that's that's a long period of time you need to be sure if, the, if you're going to, you know, if it's over or not. Well, they did get a divorce and um, we we were together through the whole process and everything. And um, eventually it turned from a friendship into a, a, a real love. And when he asked me to marry him at first, you know, because we, we were like, we're never getting married. He was like, I, I don't want to get married again. I was like, that's cool because I never want to get married. So we're good. Um <laughs> But the more we were around each other and got to really know each other and understand each other, it was like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. We, when he asked, I was like, yes, (laughs) yes, I want to marry you. Let's go. Let's do it. (laughs) And now I tell him I'm not going anywhere. I said, look, and I kept, I used to, I used to get on his nerves, but I would keep asking him. I'm like, are you sure you want to do this? Cause you know. If I say yes, if we do this for real, I'm not going anywhere. So, 
<laughs> I was like, it's forever. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nope. I ain't going nowhere. You it's not going. It's, it's, it's it. You waited. I'm 43. So we're going to do this at 43. It's, it's forever. <laughs> we're staying together. But, um, <laughs> but we've been married now for about three months. It's it's been really good. I've really enjoyed it getting to know him. It has not been our marriage is not, I guess, what people would call traditional. Mm-hmm. Um, we learned a lot in in getting to know each other. We knew that there were, I guess, things that people would call traditional that we just really meh, weren't into. <laughs> we wanted yeah. something different. <laughs> Mm-hmm. yeah so our marriages we have like an open marriage and it's it's been great for us it's really been what we've wanted and I guess what both of us have been happy to have and it's a first for both of us because that was not his previous marriage nor previous relationships for me either so it, it's been a learning curve but it has been an enjoyable learning curve so yeah I like right. it and I know it's a not a popular thing among a lot of people, but one of the things my parents always told me was a relationship is about the people that are in the relationship, not yes. anybody from outside of the relationship. So very that much is- so. Mm-hmm. Very much so. Well, you yes. see, um, well, I mean, one, you only wear spots, so you ain't got no, you ain't got no, you ain't got no, you ain't got to worry about nothing because no. <laughs> You you on the wet spot, you just open a can of worms. You don't tell me <laughs> that open the operation. So like, yeah, hold hold yeah. I mean, you just said things been going well for you. How who when did you decide that it was going to be open? How did it how did you morph into that? Did it was it always like that? Well, tell me about it because Okay. Uh, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> no tell, well, problem. Tell me Tell the Let it all out. <laughs> um, <laughs> actually, believe it or not, when we got together, we both realized that we did not want to be just the only two people together forever. Um, mm-hmm. Monogamy was not something that either one of us really wanted anymore. Um, yeah. And I actually believe that now looking at it, I think that was probably one of the problems in my previous previous relationship was relationships is that I just didn't want a monogamous monogamous relationship. So even when we got together, we both understood that you're great. I like you, but every now and again, I may want to be with someone else. And we had the real conversation about it and both agreed that that's really how we felt. Um, we did sit down. We always, we still to this day, we sit down and we talk a lot. I will tell people that the only way that this works is a lot of communication and not holding anything back about how you feel, what happened, what's going on. Um, before we got married, I went on a couple of trips with some groups and had math <laughs> a lot of fun <laughs> and when I come home I'm telling him about it before I go my question whenever I feel like I'm about to have fun I always say it's having fun I always say to my my husband what's my boundaries yeah. like what is it that I cannot do um while I'm out especially if I'm going to an event or I'm going somewhere where sex is going to be a possibility 
I'm yeah. constantly, and we have that conversation all the time. Okay, so what are we allowed to do? What can we not do? Um, what is what is you know just hundred percent off the table? And then if I go out and I have fun when I come back, I'm going to tell him everything that happened. I'm not leaving anything out. Um, and that's a hard pill to swallow sometimes because I expect the same thing from him, and he does, and he'll tell me everything that he's done with whoever, and I listen take it all in, um, can really admit that I haven't gotten upset yet about mm-hmm. anything that he's done outside of our relationship um, mm-hmm. because of the fact he comes home and he tells me and he talks to me about it. And I think that's what makes it so much better for me. I know everything that's going on. So right. nobody can come to me and be like, oh, guess what I did with your husband? I'm like, ooh, I already know. <laughs> he told me. <laughs> yes. Because this is, I totally agree with you because I, I'm, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I'm in the same boat. I, I've, I've had not one, but two marriages and mm-hmm. both, and both of them, the first one was very traditional. The mm-hmm. second, the second was um, poly slash open. Um, but that that I mean that ended, but that ended on it didn't end because of the polyamory. Um, it ended on other right. reasons, but but mm-hmm. it caught it put me in a position where I can't see myself being monogamous. Period. Like like I, the monogamy just doesn't fit me anymore. It, 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 doesn't, it, it, it doesn't. I I, you know, I look at it like I. It, you really can't hindsight now makes me realize why my other relationships didn't work because it was like mm. a part of me must have always known that you want me to stay with this one person forever you mean I can't even flirt with somebody else I don't I, I think a part of me knew that that was never going to work for me anyway <laughs> <laughs> I mean I am passionate poet flirting is like my love language right so you you gotta live with it <laughs> That was just, one of the things just, I told my husband. <laughs> I was like, I flirt. I I, I gotta flirt. <laughs> it's a part of me. <laughs> it's a part of my love language. Like I have furthermore, I have books to sell. Like shit. No, no, no. I need to get in I need to get in your DMs to get you probably get your panties wet and then tell you, hey, so you can get. I'm just saying you can buy a book. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yes. Marketing strategy. I'm just like, I'm just like, yeah, hey, you 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 like that, you like that, you like that. You, oh yeah, you're probably right. You like that? Okay, good. Look, here. There are four books you can buy. There are books you could go to this website. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. But I mean, nice. it's just it is, it is just how it is. I mean, I I know yeah. uh, and like I said, I after connecting with you, we we share we so that is something that we yeah. we can speak on. Well, we, we we are we are in a sense um on the same path, and I mean you know so I'm really I'm really appreciative of the fact that we are able you're able to talk about this so openly here because um one of the things I always say about the wet spot is that the wet spot is a mixture of erotica and education, and right. one thing I want people to understand is that I'm not bashing. Or we're not bashing uh, monogamous relationships. All oh, no, no, right? All relationships matter. If you are, if you're completely and utterly monogamous and you have soulmate of your dreams, then all be it for you. That's great, you know. Yeah. Um, but there are people like us 
who mm-hmm. just I, I I can't eat ice cream all the time. I need chicken. I mean, yes. I, I can't I can't eat I can't I can't eat I can't eat. You know what I mean? Like I need pasta. Yes. I need. I mean, yes. variety, man. there's variety and you know the idea of coming okay granted i mean people who are going to listen to that sentence that last sentence and say to say to them say to me um uh do you want i, I saw uh, i saw a uh, facebook i think it was either facebook or instagram um or maybe even tiktok there was a meme or this 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 video that i watched where the lady was saying to her husband so she's basically can be all things to all for, for her for her partner and i know it doesn't work like that it doesn't yeah it does and like people love to say to me oh you just want to cheat and is it when i hear that Thank statement you. i just i i already know you're totally ignorant to what mm-hmm. we're talking about because that's not what it's about um mm-hmm. it's about accepting the truth about yourself like and and when i hear people talk about well my husband cheated on me or my wife cheated on me and it was you know how terrible it was i gave him another chance they did the same thing and i'm like okay so you're willing to understand that your husband or your wife is not really into a monogamous relationship but you keep forcing it on them hoping that they will change and become monogamous people when they're not So y'all need to change the conversation that you're having or you need a new partner. You need a new mate. You need someone else because you guys are not on the same level and that's not going to change. And even if you're in an open relationship or polyamorous relationship, that's not about cheating. It's about being real with yourself, having the conversations and realizing that although I because I tell people all the time, I'm never going anywhere. I love my husband with my whole heart. Yep. It's just sex. It's just that every now and again, I want to have sex with somebody else. But yeah. I love my husband. I'm not going anywhere. He is the <laughs> apple of my eye. All of that yeah. stuff. He is my true soulmate. They do not understand that. In loyalty and commitment are strong. It does not mean that because I'm desirous yeah. of, of being with someone else that my loyalty has gone anywhere. It, 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 to be honest, I've told exactly. people multiple times, having the opportunity to have fun has strengthened my relationship with my queen it really has Mm -hmm. because it it, because Mm -hmm. i i I tell her all the time you 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 have you know you let me you give me the permission um you know and how we do it in terms of that is it we don't you know as you said each person's is different and just because i know she likes to be included i ask permission and that's not asking permission gives yeah sense of autonomy right it gives her mm-hmm. a to say no which she never does mm-hmm. but it gives her she has the she has a feeling of um i'm in this i'm making i'm, I'm a part of the decision making mm-hmm. and it works for us right and, right you know because people don't get it because what happens mm-hmm. when people see any kind of not always equated to sex it is so Thank far you. beyond that it is so far beyond that. Like mm-hmm. I keep telling people, I have to have a mental connect. I'm like demisexual as well as sapiosexual, right? So I have to right. have a connection to you first before I want to fuck you. Like <laughs> seriously, I, 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 I when I tell people when I tell people I want a friend with benefits, but I want a FWB 
that is heavy on the friend, on the friendship, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. the thing about it is my friends, the ones that I have approached, the ones that I've felt connected to enough to approach with this topic, they all say to me the same thing. Oh, I don't want to spoil the friendship. I'm like, it's not going to spoil it. It's That's not. The whole point. <laughs> it's not going to spoil it. Mm-hmm. The thing about you, and to, 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 to take it is actually an indication of how deeply I care about you. So it's not mm-hmm. going to do anything. It's going to just go, mm-hmm. it's just going to make it deeper. Right? You know, you're, right. You're, right. People, are, people are always saying, oh, I don't want to catch feelings. Um, You have to. You, well, in my case, because I can't speak for everybody, feelings right. got to be there first. I've tried fucking, like, I've tried fucking people that I don't have feelings for, and I mm-hmm. just, it just, it, it, it don't work. It don't work, period. See, I can't, and, and my husband tells, like, my husband is, is like you. He prefers to have a connection with somebody. He's like, he likes to get to know people. He He's just, just like you, that we're friends. I just want to, let's go to the next level. Is And it, again, it's not going to ruin the friendship. He does, he goes for that connection and, and all of, to that next level when somebody deeply cares about. But unfortunately, <laughs> I am not like that, honestly and truly. <laughs> I can, I am the one that can be like, you know, let me feel you out. If I feel like you ain't, you know, you're not a stalker. You're not trying to kill me. You're not crazy. You don't have any STDs. Because that's another thing that people think wrongly about us. They automatically go, oh, y'all going to end up catching some some sexually transmitted disease or infection or something. And I'm like, no, because we're the cautious ones. You guys are going to catch something because you have cheaters in your house that you don't know what they're doing and they're bringing stuff back. We actually sit down and talk to people before we engage in what we're doing. But I'm that person. Like, I don't have to have that soul, that amazing friendship connection with you to go to the next level. But I do want to, I like to have a conversation. I like to get to know them. I want to know what level you're on. And if I feel like something is off, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to do it. But if I feel like we're going to be cool, I can go, I can keep going. I can have a, a sexual encounter and be okay. We, we we like I said the diversity of non-monogamy is beautiful for me. Yes. I, I mm. love the fact that each person, each relationship is so diverse, so different. Because we've had this conversation, we've had this conversation mm-hmm. here, and you know, I mean, and I, I, you know, like I ain't gonna lie, people, I, I flirt, I flirt with, I flirt with Vince Storm. I'd be like, yeah, if we, if we are saying, I flirt back. I mean, we, yeah, I mean, I ain't Barbados and shit in the US, but anytime at all, and it on a puppet, people on a puppet. Yes, we do. <laughs> but yeah, but I mean, we had the conversation, and honestly, when she was getting married, I asked her like, okay, what's gonna happen now? Because you're getting married, right? And and she said, well, literally, I talked to my husband about you. He cool. He, he says you're cool, yeah. so we yeah. we cool. And I mean, I'm like, what's the proof? I got, I got. I yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> if honey say it's good, we good. Oh yes, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and that's but the other yes. thing that I tell people as well. Can you hear me? Mm-hmm. Oh, I tell people that too. Like I'm going to talk. I'm going to talk to my husband about what I'm going to do. I'm going to. If you come and approach me about something, not you in general, but any guy or anyone else that comes and approaches mm-hmm. me about anything 
um, regarding anything sexual, I'm going to talk to my husband. I'm not going to sit back and go, oh, well, yeah, let's do it. No, I'm going to be like, well, yeah, hmm, that sounds good, maybe. And then I'm going to go to my husband and say, well, husband, um, this guy wants to eat me out. <laughs> we want to have an oral date. I, not me. He don't want me to do anything. He just want me to lay there. Like, would you be okay with that? And if he's like, okay, well, tell me more. Like, who is this guy? What, how do you know him? We're going to have that conversation. And if he's like, okay, I'm, I'm cool with it, then I'm going to do it. But if he ever comes to me and is like, I don't know, Karen, I'm getting a, some weird vibes. I don't like the feeling. I don't, I don't approve of it. I don't like it. Then I'm not going to do it because that's the respect for him. Even Indeed. though we have a relationship, he is always going to be my main priority. My, my head, I'm always going to respect him first. Right, exactly. So, for sure, anyone listening to us, um, and we've 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 gone. Uh, we, I I will. I'm not even saying that we've gone off topic because this is exactly what I wanted to do when yeah. I when I when I when I you know I'm wanting to find out more about her. So these are all aspects of her, and, and not just her poetry, but this right. is like. A- this is the wet spot. So you are going, you're getting a crash course on non-monogamy in this interview. You're getting a crash course. For the, I know the people who've listened to me over the years and they're like, um, you always go off topic. You know, I'm like, but no, it's conversation. <laughs> right. If I had a, 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 a billboard, if I, would, if I had a way, if I was, um, I mean, I am doing it through the podcast. But if I was able to have a, a, a way to blast this message throughout the entire world, like for everyone to hear, it's like, you know, you have to understand just because you don't understand it doesn't make it wrong. Doesn't make it, doesn't make it, exactly. all you're doing wrong. Because, because it all, the, and we go back to this topic over and over. It depends on the, it, the, um, on the two people or three people it depends on the people involved in the relationship it, you know yes. and it doesn't have to make sense to anybody else it mm-hmm. doesn't have to make sense to anybody else if you don't right. understand that's fine but if i am okay with telling my partner um i am feeling really lonely right now i need to go on she's like you know what go ahead and 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 I and I have a good time, and I go back and I'm like, it was great. Thank you. I needed that because mm-hmm. COVID has happened. I am feeling the loss of touch, loss right. of physical touch. Like right. physical touch is my, my second main love language. The words of affirmation, words I of affirmation. <laughs> was, exactly, yeah. that's what I'm saying. So it's like, and I get um, physical touch and quality time are. Are, are two and three words of affirmation is first and um physical touch and quality time are tied or really are tied for second place so because of that i can do long distance i can do i can do sexting i can do a lot of um mm-hmm. well, uh, dms and yep. I, I can get i get that right because that's quality mm-hmm. time that's quality time and i get my rocks off but there are times that I especially when i am not just not lonely per se, but when I'm hurt, when I'm hurt and I need, yes. I, right. I, 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 I am the person who always says, uh, people always say, who ministers to the minister? Who, 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 who takes care of the person mm-hmm. who's taking care of everyone else? I am the one who people come to for hugs. I'm the one who people come to for support. And then where do I get the support from? That's, that's so true. Like I meet 
so many people like I meet so many people that's always giving so much of themselves to everybody. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I attract people that give a lot and I'm always on them like, OK, so what have you done for yourself today? Like, what do you need to recharge? What can I'm like? Well, what can I do to help? Because you're right. Who is going to cater to that person that's constantly giving, 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 and they're not getting what they need? So, yeah, I, I meet so many people like that, and I'm always on them about, okay, so what do you need? Have you taken your time and gotten that that recharge? Because it's, it's hard to always be that person that everybody comes to. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think honestly, I think that's why I took the I think that's why I took the hiatus from the wet spot because I didn't have anything else to give. I was mm-hmm. I I totally enjoyed the wet spot. I love meeting people and having these conversations, but I didn't have anything else to give. I didn't, I was I was I was drained and I needed I I still haven't gotten really that physical contact that I need. I really haven't gotten it, but I was able um, with the with the cutting, you know, with the uh, putting mm-hmm. the 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 uh, podcast on a hiatus, gave me a little bit of rest from doing one thing that was, you know, it gave me a little rest. But taking the time away from the wet spot was was self care from the point of view of taking the responsibility off of me for one thing, for one right. thing. Right. I don't have to think about this. I don't have to think about this for a couple of weeks. I, you know, I know, I know I've done marketing. I know co- consistency is key. I've seen the consistency work over the, I mean, we've been going strong for two years and the two years is after two years, people are now coming on board saying, I want to be on your show before for the first couple of years, for the first year or the first year and a half, I was the one going to people saying, come and be on my show, come and be on my right. show. But now, right coming into this coming out of this second year the per, the putting the work in people are now seeing people have said i've seen you on i've seen your i've seen your show i've seen your podcast i want to be on your show i how can i be you know and and it's it's not a money making venture although i do have opportunities for people to um to do to do sponsorship of an episode and that gives me a little bit of change but I don't do it for right. money I just do it because I love I love the what I do and I love the and the the implications of breaking the stereotypes mm-hmm. and allowing people to have an open space a safe space for them to talk about sex without being judged that's why I do what I do but yeah I need I need that I need that space I need that I need that and, and having and and i'm a gemini so being a gemini is like i'm Ooh. definitely constantly going 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 and it's like yeah. i can i can have i i can i can have the constant extroverted side talk 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 but then i need to shut off and recharge i need to shut off and recharge so right right i definitely understand that totally understand i think um I used to because I used to be like that as well. I used to go, 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 give, give, give so much of myself and I would never stop. And when I would stop to recharge, I would be so drained and so exhausted and have nothing left. So I started <laughs> I started a few years ago, probably about 10 years ago. Every November, I tell everybody I recharge in November because yes. I give so much of myself that I literally take the whole month 
and it happens to be my birthday month, I take the whole month to just really take the time to be selfish. Like I tell people, no, I sleep late. I, you know, when I'm not at work, I sleep late. I don't cook for that weekend. I mean, I just, I use that time to really focus on me and get myself back. So that I'm yeah. I'm able to okay now I got something to give now I can go so I definitely understand that recharging. Yeah. Well, we, there's there's a lot. Um, we've gone all around the world. I so know. <laughs> let us end. Let us end by talking about fire and desire. Talk about this project. Um, you've you've beaten me to the punch because I wanted to do an I wanted to do an album for like and I've not gotten around to it yet. Um, oh, yeah. I was planning to start. I planned I planned to start and then COVID hit. Um, <sighs> you know, yeah. So yeah. Um, there's I mean, there's no excuse for COVID because we do digital things and the, the, the guy that we the guy that I'm gonna connect with is actually now a part of my erotic empire. And so I am able at some point to hook back up with him and start doing mm-hmm. dealing with these beats. But for sure. I have the idea. I've been writing for so long that literally, I ha- I just literally have to have a um, sit down, choose poems now to put in this to put in this album. But um, yeah, so yeah. But I, I but tell us about yours. Let, let us know how how that came about. Tell us about the album and um, and and you know how 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 that went. How it's going. Um, so, okay, for me, I, I had heard, as I got into erotic poetry, and I heard all of these people were like, yeah, I got an erotic album, and my husband was like, he was my fiancé, my boyfriend at the time, we weren't even fiancés yet, he was like, you don't have erotic merch, and I was like, no, I just do poetry on stage, I don't sell anything, I don't have anything, he's like, why not, you're such a dope poet, and I was like, well, okay we started doing some t-shirts and they went well and he was like you need to do a." And I was like you know what I want to do an erotic album he was like you want to do an album let's go so um one of our friends uh Celia Wynette came down and she knew a, a guy that did beats Black Ghost and he's like yeah I got some beats so we he sent us a bunch of beats I listened to the ones that I really like and I thought would go along with my music and I selected those paid for them then we got with this guy named Big Bailey who does a mobile recording studio. So he came to the house. We sat down. We had the beats ready. We did the recording, did the whole album in like two and a half hours. Um, and the album is really, these are pieces that I have performed on stage and people really received them well. And we sat down and we put the album together and we did it. And Fire and Desire is as many erotic thoughts as I could have <laughs> and put on the album. <laughs> um, everything from when you, I have one called Two Freaks, and that's when you are submissive at one point to your man. And then when you flip it and you're the aggressor, you know, how uh, does that sound? So- is, I, <laughs> um, I have one on there called... Um, play calls and it's just some of the weird I won't say weird but different types of sexual positions that you can engage in while you're having sex and the different you know here's here's what you do if you want to try something different tonight spice it up Mm -hmm. um I have like menu on there and it's just 
if if you could go and get dick from anywhere, here are the different places I would go. I'd go to Dick Donald's, Dick King, Hardee's, um, just different things and the different things you would order if you happen to, if we could really go up and order dick, you know? Yes, <laughs> And so I have listened. I've listened to some of these pieces. I'm like, this woman is amazingly phenomenal. Like, uh, so you need you need to listen to me and go and find the album. So where where can they get the album? Um, my it is everywhere, everywhere that you can download anything. It is there. It's a digital album. I don't have. Um, I have hard copies personally. If somebody ever wants a for real hard copy, you know, just contact me. Um. And I'll be more than happy to get you a hard copy. But I know this is a digital age. So mm-hmm. anywhere, Spotify, Amazon, iTunes, Apple Music, Google Play. I If if it can be downloaded somewhere, it is it is there. It's Fire and Desire by Winter Storm, W-I-N-T-A-H, Storm. <laughs> but it is there. It is there. The takeaways from all of this, we want to encourage people who are around um who have their talents you if you are listening to this podcast and you you have a talent it doesn't have to be erotic poetry although if you're listening to us you definitely have a naughty streak so you should find a way of exploring that um but there is there there's there's talents um the other takeaways are um you know like open relationships um non-monogamy is a thing get over it um Mm -hmm. There is like we are, you know, erotic poetry does something for um for society. That um this is another topic I try my best not to get into now, but um but erotic uh, erotic poetry does something for society that it it doesn't realize that it needs, mm-hmm. right? Um, if you recognize that you you may think you are prudish, you may think you may think you are stuck up, you may think you know, or oh, who? Why would anybody say or do these things on the stage? But behind closed doors, you want to you want to be free. You want to be um, you want to be able to 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 release to somebody. And we in our in our we are the pipe pipers of pleasure. That's I've taken a. I've literally taken the line for one of my poems. But we what we do with our work is give you permission to, yeah. to, to, to be freaky. To you know, I you know, again, we could really get into this and I'm gonna um try my best not to start another conversation. But um we can definitely come back again at some point and do a part two. But yeah, it basically boils down to the fact that people need us to allow mm-hmm. them to give them the permission to be the freaks that they they they, they want to be they they want to be us they want to be us and that's right. the thing they don't they don't right. feel that they have the opportunity to be us but they want to be us and they take they can use our words and our performances as a way to to channel their their own desires so mm-hmm. you know um, another takeaway, we talked about children, families, and all of this. You have, you know, you have your own parenting style, but you, these children of today really need you to understand them. You can't just come and say to them, this is how it is. Do as I say, because I, you can't do that anymore. You have to come alongside and give direction and, and, mm-hmm. and, and understanding of who they are as people. You know, because it's no longer 
okay, this is what I say because I'm your dad. You just have to listen because they're not going to do it. So, um, yeah, pretty much, like I said, we have we've touched on multiple topics, but ultimately all of it is Winter Storm. All of it is a, a part of who you are. And this is why I love my show. We get a chance to see multiple aspects of each person who comes on this show. So I just want to give a heartfelt thank you for being um, a good sport, even in the midst of all of our technical difficulties today. (laughs) (laughs) That is no problem. You are welcome. And I am just glad that you brought me on so we could have this conversation. I've had fun. And if you ever want to bring me back on, I am so ready. (laughs) We definitely have, we we can, we can talk about it. We can talk about it. Definitely. We'll definitely do that because I'm definitely, um, um, I'm all for, um, I'm a content creator, so I'm always looking for content. So yeah, I ain't got right. no problem whatsoever. I ain't got no problem whatsoever. I can put you on the spot. I know I and just give me one poem before we leave. I don't care what it is. Drop piece of a drop a piece of a poem and let, let's get out of here because I know that the computer the connection is probably gonna drop again and I wanna I wanna end before it does. Okay. Um so we'll do two freaks for you. Sure. I really don't understand and how could he not see that baby I got two freaks living inside me. I know you remember on Monday when Desire came out to play. See, she's that submissive one. She'll do anything you say. Like when you told her to get down on her knees because that's the way you like to be pleased. So she gave you that sloppy head till you were speaking Japanese. And what about on Tuesday when you handcuffed her ankles to the bedpost? covered her in whipped cream then covered her nipples in crumbled french toast then proceeded to lick it all off till you damn near choked and fucked every hole till the bed damn near broke and what about on wednesday when you turned pain into pleasure how you spanked her ass like you taking some private lessons and after about that fifth orgasm your hands became her private obsession But I know you remember on Thursday when things got a little switched up because see fire came out to play and that top of the line freak, she just don't give a fuck. She went straight for the hot dog, your dick and your balls in her mouth at the same time. And when she opened up her legs, I knew you knew it was dinner time because see she rolled your face like she was riding your dick and she rolled your dick like she was the main chick. And I know you appreciated how well she could multitask because her fingers never left her clit, not even when you stuck your dick in her ass. And what about on Friday when she put you in positions you ain't never even heard of? See, I told you about messing around with fire because that freak live inside of me and I don't even know what she made of. But see, I can tell, baby, you ain't never been chewed up and spit out. Because when fire was done with you, you was in the fetal position with your thumb in your mouth. See, desire, desire will love you from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. But fire, fire ain't trying to hear that shit because she got orgasms she's trying to meet. Desire, desire will be on the bed, spread eagle or on all fours. She'll let you choose. But fire, fire already got that dildo in her pussy, that vibrator on her clit, making you stand in the corner and daring you to touch your dick. See, baby, I really don't understand. And how could you not see that I got two freaks living inside me? Fire, desire, I'll let you choose. Because at the end of the night, I'm nothing. So I ain't got shit to lose. 
And that's Jesus that Jesus Christ. What? <laughs> look, look. <laughs> I'm glad that we finished this conversation because I know I'm going to rub one out because Jesus Christ. <laughs> see what I tell you, people? Do you see what I mean? This woman comes on off telling me, oh, I all right. Come on. I just fit. No, you hear that? You hear that? Fire and desire. People. Look, look, look. Look, I gone. I gone. I done. I, I done. Yeah, with this show, this show done for the rest of the night. I gone. I going I gonna have a shower. Cause yeah. <laughs> Karen, thank you. Thank you You're so welcome. much. Thank you. Definitely, Bye. Gonna, definitely gotta do a collab. I definitely gonna do a collab with you. And we're gonna hit it up somewhere. Come um depending on how fast it gets done, we we will come back on the show and do it together. Come back on yes. the show and do it. Yeah, I'm, so I'm down. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm gonna go over here. Definitely seeing I'm seeing some lightning flashes in the background. So I'm gonna okay. go back and out. Well, like I said, this has been Passion Point for another week, another dope ass interview. And I'm like like so stoked right now. I'm feeling I'm feeling real excited. All of that. So once again, thank you again for, for being a part of this show because you definitely uh, lit that fire and the desire with me. <laughs> To keep to keep this um to keep my podcast going, you know, not like I was in intended on stopping, but you know, you needed that fire to start up again. So you definitely help with that for sure. All right, yes. <laughs> All right, this has been Passion Point, and we are out for another week. See you later. This has been another episode of The Wet Spot. I am your host, Passion Poet. You can contact us at thewetspotpodcast at gmail.com. That's the wet, the two T's, spot podcast at gmail.com. Or you can check us out on our Instagram page, the.wet the two t's dot spot dot podcast i know it's a mouthful i'll say it again the dot wet two t's dot spot dot podcast that's our instagram page if you wish you can contact me bajan passion poet on instagram at Bajan dot passion poet at Bajan B A J A N dot passion poet on Instagram. Thank you once again for being a part of our show. See you next time. Let's get wet. <laughs> <laughs>